Okay, we are here to preview a UConn matchup that's coming up on, on Friday night. And joining me back on the podcast, you've heard him before, it's Akeem Glasby of the, the Indie Star here to uh, help us break down Butler's. So welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I, I think the best place to start with this Butler team is, that, I mean, they've certainly exceeded my expectations that I had for this team heading into this year. For you being, you know, following this team so closely, have they exceeded your expectations uh, by, by a certain uh, extent there? Yes, I would say so. I mean, but at the same time, this is a pretty much uh, an entirely remade roster. Um, only two players returned from last year, and only one of them, uh, Jalen Thomas, was a significant contrib- contributor to last year's team. So, you know, uh, Coach Dad might have really wanted to bring in players with chips on their shoulders, you know, players with some edge, you know, uh, players that he felt that he could coach. And is, he seems to have done that, you know. He added uh, Pierre Brooks from Michigan State, uh, Jamil Tuffert from uh, Northeastern, Pasha Alexander from St. John's, and then they have some freshman contributors as well. Uh, Andre Screen, a 7-1 center from Bucknell, just uh, Landon Moore, another transfer from uh, – St. Francis. So just he was really active in the transfer portal and really remade the roster. And uh, all those uh, most of those players have been uh, really uh, key contributors this year. I I know it's always tough when you do these kind of rebuilds by the portal where you kind of basically bring in an entirely new roster. How how do you think he's been able to get this roster to gel and and have the chemistry at this point in the season, you know, where they've been playing at at a pretty high level? Yeah, um, they've, I guess, kind of Posh Alexander and Jamil Telford have been kind of the spearheads behind that. Uh, they're two re- very experienced players. They're both seniors. And in the summer, they seem to have really just taken on leadership roles. They did like a lot of team bonding stuff, you know, a lot of time spent in the gym together. And that seemed to have really paid off. You know, they 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 haven't known, they've known each other since like March, but they they're always talking about, you know, team chemistry and team bonding and how important that is. And it just seems to be a lot of, you know, like-minded individuals that have come in and with a very business-like mindset, and it's really helped to gel. I mean, I know they did some, you know, like team bonding work with uh, a former uh, Green Beret as well. So just, okay. uh, yeah, they really focused on team building and because they had to come together quickly, and it seems to yeah. be paying off. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because you see places where they try to do similar processes, and it, it just doesn't quite work out uh, the way it has so far at, at Butler. Knowing that this is a, a pretty new roster for uh, for Butler, it's it's certainly going to be a new a lot of new names for UConn fans uh, who you know have seen these games against Butler in the past. Break down the roster a little bit in terms of some of these guys. I, I know you went through some of the names, but take us through some of the guys that uh, you know UConn fans should have their eyes on in this game. Yeah, so uh, Butler's leading scorer is Pierre Brooks the uh, second. He's a transfer from Michigan State. He's a six six you know, kind of hybrid forward guard, a wing player. He's 240 pounds. So he's a really strong, you know, really strong guy. He can score on all three levels. Uh, he can he shoots three really well. Uh, he's averaging 16 points a game. Uh, he's, he's playing with a lot of confidence because uh, in two years at Michigan state, he rarely played at all, but now he, he he's a former four-star recruit, you know, um, Mr. Basketball at Michigan. So he's kind of living up to that pedigree now with it, that he has a chance to kind of shine at Butler. And then we have Jamil Telford. He's another forward, like six, seven, another big body, strong guy. Uh, he was a three-year player at Northeastern. Uh, he's averaging 14 points a game, another just talented wing and kind of maybe the most exciting player. I, I forgot to mention DJ Davis, uh, another transfer from UC Irvine. He's he's 
probably one of the best shooters maybe in, in the entire Big East. Uh, he's shooting 39% from three, 33s already. Uh, he can shoot from anywhere. He has parking lot range, so to say. Uh, can shoot from the logo, really crafty with the ball, you know, step back dribbles. And he can create going to the basket as well, you know, with floaters and that type of thing. So he's a really talented scorer. Uh, and then you have Andre Screen, the 7-1 big man from Bucknell. He, he comes off the bench. Jalen Thomas is a returning starting center. Uh, Landon Moore is a, like a co- combo guard uh, out of St. Francis from last year. Uh, Posh Alexander is, a, I'm sure you guys are familiar with him, uh, former St. John's starting point guard. And he's now at Butler, just a super crafty defender, you know, former Big East defensive player of the year. Uh, and that's uh, Finley Bizjack is there is a freshman. They're, they have th- three freshmen on the roster this year. Finley Bizjack, Bowden Kapke is a center from Minnesota. And Augusto Cassia is a 6'8 forward from Brazil. He actually played at the NBA Academy uh, in Australia. Um, so he's kind of, but he, he's been injured and he's only appeared in one game so far. So he hasn't, we're still kind of waiting to see what he can do, but uh He's uh, kind of an intriguing player. And then Connor Turnbull is a athletic forward, uh, kind of can, can dunk everything and shoot. So, uh, yeah, it's just a really exciting roster. I'm going to take a quick break from the interview to tell you about my friends at Martin Rosol's Meats. This fourth-generation Connecticut family business produces kielbasa, hot dogs, sausages, and deli meats using Martin Rosol's very own original recipes. Their products can be found in grocery stores, delis, restaurants, and hot dog stands throughout the state. If you're looking for your fill right away, check out their retail store in New Britain. For more information, visit martinrosalsinc.com and go support a UConn fan-owned business. And now, back to the interview. Yeah, when you look at this team, in the games they've they've won and played well at, especially when you look at some of these better teams that they've beaten, whether it was Texas Tech, uh, Boise State, those types of teams, what, have, what has this Butler team done particularly well in those games? Yeah, I would say that they score well. They have um, a lot of players that can score in double figures. Um, it's almost a double-edged sword, though, because they tend to get in shootouts. Uh, they've played two overtime games. Um, sometimes, you know, closing out games can be difficult for them. But they can definitely score with the best of them. Um, so that's something that they do very well. And they shoot free throws really well, too, which kind of helps them pull out close games. So I would say offense is definitely their strength right now. Uh, on the flip side, then, does that may mean that, that the defense has been a weakness? You know, we saw when they played, at, you know, Michigan State, uh, you know, they've, they've struggled a little bit against St. John's, um, you know, those types of games that they've lost. Has it been mostly on the defensive end that things have kind of just kind of fallen apart for them a little bit? Yeah, I would say defense and especially offensive rebounding. And the, the offensive rebounding, uh, or allowing offensive rebounds, sorry, which leads to second chance points that has really hurt them. So, yes, defense and rebounding have been kind of the weaknesses and areas they need to improve. When, when you look at, uh, you know, the job that Matta has has done there, it seemed like, you know, things have been a little questionable, hadn't probably gotten off to the start he wanted there now. It, does it seem like, the, you know, the momentum's building back around this Butler program, uh, you know, whether it's through, you know, just fan excitement and things like that? I would say so. I mean, Hinkle is, is always an electric place to, to, you know, watch a game and the crowd really seems to be behind this team. Uh, they are coming in uh, to Friday's game on a two game losing streak. Uh, they lost in overtime to Providence on a game they were leading, um, you know, until the final seconds and 
they allowed a three that forced overtime and then they lose by 10 in overtime. So that's, that, that's a tough loss on the road that they should have gotten. And then they lose again to St. John's by 16. So, I mean, I would say at this exact moment, you know, they're um, kind of a little rocky, but, and then you, I guess you don't want to see UConn on the, the roster or on the schedule when you had a little bit of a rough patch, but yeah, no, I would say overall the excitement is high and the fans really seem to believe in this team right now. I know if it, and I'll wrap with with this one for you. I know if you kind of look at Butler and the overall college basketball picture right now, they're they're one of those teams that would probably be squarely on the bubble in terms of NCAA tournament consideration. If you look at this team for the rest of the season, if they want to make the tournament, what do they have to do? Yeah, they have to play better on the road. Uh, like I said, they've Providence and St. John's losses were on the road. Uh, they have neutral site losses, or a neutral site loss at Florida Atlantic and a road loss to Michigan State. I mean, those are all solid teams, but, uh, you know, eventually they're going to have to knock off one of these teams on the road because I mean, you can't go winless on the road. So that's going to be something that, and especially if, again, if you want to be a tournament team, you're going to have to show that you can play in road or neutral environments. So that's something that they need to improve on. And defense, again, it's something that they need to really improve on and just kind of win with defense because if again shootouts are really tough and that's not a sustainable way to kind of play you need to score you know have two players score 20 points every game that's that'd be a rough way to play so I would say improvement on the road and just uh, improving on defense and rebounding is kind of what they need to do to kind of you know get a improve the resume and maybe uh, you know get to the NCAA tournament. Friday night, six thirty. It's uh, it's gonna be a fun one. How, how's Hinkle gonna be on a Friday night? Gonna be a fun spot. Oh, I think it's gonna be electric. You know, the the, the students are are gonna be back from Christmas Christmas break. Uh, again, a Friday night, a six thirty start, so it's not an eight thirty start. So you know, uh, I expect uh, it to be a very lively atmosphere, and it should be a fun one. I, I, I lied. I've got one more for you. As a, as I've got you on, you're you're my Indiana guy here. So how is Butler basketball being looked at within the state of Indiana now, especially with Notre Dame having a down season? Indiana's not off to its best start. I know, I know you've got Purdue to compete with, but how, how's Butler looking in that kind of statewide picture there? I would say, you know, Thad Mata brings a lot of credibility. So, you know, he's he's won pretty much everywhere he's been. So I think people expect Butler to kind of return to where it is or where it has been, you know, under Brad Stevens. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the expectations. And uh, But Purdue is kind of the standard right now. Um, they're just a, a, a monster with Zach Eady and, you know, Lance Jones and those guys. So they're they're kind of the standard and the, you know, the, the top dog. And IU, it's their fan base might be a little more restless than Butler's right now, especially after losing to Nebraska and, they have the you know the, the they're recruiting at a different level, so I'm sure they'd like to see a little better results. So I don't know. I don't want to say Butler's in a better place than IU right now, but uh, the the fan base is definitely happier with Butler than IU's is with um, you know the, the Hoosiers. So it's an interesting place to be in Indiana uh, college basketball. Fan yeah, right yeah, for sure. And I, and I know you got a lot of people out here in Connecticut, big time Indiana fans. After UConn beat Indiana at the Garden, they want that win to be better than a quad three win uh, at that new site there so uh i know everyone's pulling for indiana to pick things up there too um <laughs> but I again I, I really appreciate it thanks so much for coming on and uh helping break down this butler team yes thanks for having me